Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So history is filled with so many incredible people who've displayed acts of bravery that most of us could never even imagine doing. I mean, I hate to say that. I'd like to imagine that I'm a hero, but but the <laughs> truth is, I don't know if I'd be able to be as brave as these heroes. But these are the ones, you know, who are willing to stand up for what is right in the face of risking everything. And sometimes that includes their life. And these are the people who inspire us to push ourselves to be better, to imagine ourselves as heroes and encourage others to be courageous. You know, we've talked about a hero's journey we read those books sometimes to help mm-hmm. us want to be better. And one of the heroes that I want to talk about today is Harriet Tubman. And like Booker T. Washington, who we've also talked about, Tubman was born into slavery. And some of her earliest memories are beaten so badly by her master or slave owner. I hate saying master, but that's what they were called. Um, that she woke up two days later on a bench bleeding from her head. And it, she was only a child. So I can't even imagine what that would be like. But her experience made her so tough and it made her passionate against slavery and it gave her a reason to fight back against the horrors of slavery in in whatever way she could. So Connor, Tubman is one of the people written about in the Tuttle Twins Guide to Courageous Heroes, isn't she? That's right. So for those who haven't read that book yet, this is for kind of preteens and teenagers and adults. Um, So you can head to TuttleTwins.com slash products and you can scroll down to find Uh, that book among uh, some of the other new books that we've put out. And the story, Brittany, that you just mentioned uh, about her being beaten by her slave master, um, you know, it always gives me chills. I cannot imagine uh, what life uh, would have been like under those circumstances. But but as you said, her experience helped turn her into this kind of activist and, and hero who saved countless lives. But so let's let's back up a little bit. Uh, Harriet Tubman, she's born in 1820 on a plantation in Maryland. A plantation is kind of like a, a, a farm uh, run by slaves is probably the easiest yeah, way yeah. To, to put it in context, uh, which so Maryland, that's kind of close to where you live, I think, Brittany. In yeah, DC. it is. Yep. Um, and her her name actually wasn't Harriet. It was uh, Araminta. But her parents, um, Harriet Ritt Green and, and Benjamin Ross, nicknamed her Minty. And, uh, and so to honor her mother, she later changed her name to, to Harriet. Uh, Brittany, remind me, how many siblings do you have again? I have nine. Okay, so, so the Rosses didn't quite have as many as your family, <laughs> but they got kind of close. Uh, she had eight siblings. Uh, but, you know, as a slave in those days, black people were treated like property. And I guess not even like property, they were, they were yeah. considered property. Um, not, just, not just similar to property. They were literally uh, treated as property and, you know, keeping families together, uh, uh, wasn't really a priority. So families would often be separated as siblings were sold off to different plantations, to different, uh, slave masters. And so Harriet was separated from her family when she was just five. I, I can't and, even imagine that. Sorry. You no. can go on. Just, that just shocks me. <laughs> I, 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 as just only going to add there that, um, as a, a parent of two kids thinking, you know, when my children were five, what a harrowing experience yeah. that would have been for you. Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, I remember leaving my family for kindergarten. It was only like three hours a day. And even being separated from my mom that long, you know, I was so excited to get home. But being separated from my family for years, I mean, that shows you how truly evil slavery was. And as a five-year-old, I could barely pick up my room, right? I couldn't do much. When Harriet was five, she was in charge of taking care of her master's baby. 
So imagine feeding, changing diapers and, and rocking a baby when you are basically still a baby yourself. So anyone who's been around a baby uh, knows that, you know, sometimes they cry no matter what you do. But but for Harriet, if the, the baby cried or was cranky, she was beaten for it. Uh, many slaves, you know, they'd want to work in the big plantation homes because it freed them from the the hard manual labor in the fields. Think of, you know, hunched over all day long, picking yeah. cotton and fingers bleeding and, you know, just out in the sun. Um, and so, you know, working in the home was often considered ideal, uh, sheltered from the elements and not dirty all the time, not hunched over. But, you know, when Harriet was finally allowed to work outside, she never wanted to go back to indoor labor again. And, and you can't really blame her since from a young child, she was beaten just because, you know, the baby she was caring for was, was naturally uh, crying as babies do. And so working with her hands in the fields uh, actually gave Harriet a sense of control. It made her strong and she liked that. This part of the story really infuriates me. So after spending 20 years as a slave, her master died and he he freed both her and her mother. And that was actually, that was fairly common. If a slave owner felt, you know, so inclined, if they liked their slaves, they would free their slaves in their will so that after they died, they, you know, they were free. But a, a freed slave didn't really give you all the freedoms as like a white person, right? You were still, you were still a, a, a black person in a world where slavery was was very prominent. And so even though her old owner freed her, the new plantation owner refused to acknowledge that freedom. Um, so she went back into slavery. I mean, imagine being told you're free and then and then that taken away. I can't even imagine. So eventually her father was freed, but he didn't want to leave his family behind. So he stayed with the family, which I mean, I, I just that that part always kind of makes me tear up because I can't imagine being given that freedom and then saying like, no, I need I need to stick here, you know, and stay by my family. Yeah. She, uh, Harriet, she eventually married a freed uh, former slave. And, and so that's where the last name Tubman comes from. But, uh, you know, he wasn't that kind to her, uh, just like her, you know, plantation owners had been. And so, you know, took out his anger on her physically. And so here she is between being a slave and being beaten when she steps out of line. And then she's got a, a freed you know, black former slave husband who's abusive to her. So she decides, you know, she's had enough. And uh, so she's 26 at this point, several, uh, several, you know, years into uh, spending time as a slave, her whole childhood and, and young adulthood. She decides to run away, uh, leaving her old life behind. She, she flees north along a route called the Underground Railroad where, you know, uh, slaves would kind of help one another and you'd be able to hide at various points and kind of try and work your way north towards freedom. And, uh, and so after many days she made it and, and she got a job as a housekeeper. Um, and, and so you like try and put yourself in, in, in that mindset. You, you've, you've been abused, you've been beaten, you've been mistreated. You haven't enjoyed freedoms here. Finally, you have freedom. Uh, you, you've achieved it. You've escaped. Uh, you have a, a job, you're earning money, you can rebuild your life. But uh, to her credit, Harriet was not content to just sit there and enjoy her life in freedom. She wanted to, to help others. And that's where her she kind of makes a name for herself. And this is I mean, this is where the story gets so good. So risking her own life, Harriet travels back to Maryland where she's I mean, she could have been caught. And even though she was free, well, she wasn't freed, right? She ran away. Right. So she could have been she could have faced you know horrible consequences. 
But she went back to Maryland, rescued her niece and her niece's daughter, and then once again used the Underground Railroad to get back to Pennsylvania, where she had taken the job as a housekeeper, and she got them back to freedom. And this got more complicated to do once the Fugitive Slave Act became legal. And we've talked about this before. So that made it legal where if a a slave had made it to the North to freedom, they had to be returned back to their slave owners in the South if they were caught. But that didn't stop her either. Well, and she had actually been using this underground network of people uh, to help her, and she she helped grow it. She helped uh, other people uh, develop this this system of of like this network of people helping one another to help more people escape. And so, you know, they'd have instructions on which routes to take depending on the season, depending on the weather. Um, you know, instructions on how to get uh, abolitionists. Uh, the, an abolitionist is a white person who was very opposed to slavery. And so, you know, there'd be instructions on how to uh, work with them and who they were and which houses would keep them safe while these, you know, uh, slaves were on their way towards freedom to escape. So so by the time she's 40, she's helped bring over 300 slaves wow. to freedom. And, and what's remarkable about that is that, you know, anyone could have done this in the sense that... Uh, it was possible to run away and, and, and go north. It was very dangerous, but it was possible. But, but the fear of the unknown would often keep people trapped in slavery. I mean, you know, they'd live in different homes than their, you know, masters, and, and they could escape in the night and try and run away. And, you know, of course, the slave owners would wake up and get the dogs and go hunt them down and, and try and follow the scent and recapture them. There were a lot of dangers. And, and so, People feared doing this once for themselves, right? They, they would often just stay there in slavery rather than risk, uh, you know, being uh, captured and, and, and uh, returned to slavery. And, and so here's Harriet, who, who doesn't just do it once. <laughs> she's, she's doing this over and over and over and over again. At any point, she could have been caught both going back down south to, you know, rescue these people. And then once again, returning north, she doesn't just do it once as as fearful of people were of doing this once she does it so many times um and i just i consider that amazing how many lives she rescued from slavery and this is all before the civil war broke out keep in mind so so then the civil war breaks out and harriet helped the union by showing them the secret routes that she had taken and this is all while continuing to bring slaves to freedom so she she's doing two you know two things at once and another thing that is not often talked about that i love is she was pretty good with the gun so this is not somebody who, who was, you know, she was good with a gun. And as a, as a female that wants to protect herself, that's one of my favorite aspects of Harriet Tubman. Now, the problem was, even though the North is seen as this benevolent, you know, savior of slavery, there's a lot of complications to that that we won't get into this episode. But she was never justly compensated for her work. She even like helped spy for them and, and really helped them win in a lot of ways. And she gave everything she had. And remember, she wasn't justly compensated, so she didn't have a lot of money. But she gave everything she had to help the less fortunate and even well into her old age and after the war had ended. So at 75, the government's finally like, oops, you know, we, we probably should have paid you more for all this work we, you know, you did. So she finally begins receiving a pension, which is like money the government gives you after you've retired for doing your job, which that's a whole other conversation. Um, but she had earned that that money. And um, I mean, she was a soldier, really, and a spy. Um, and she donated that money to start the Harriet Tubman Home for the Aged, where she still cared for elderly and they were able to receive care, even if they weren't able to pay. So, I mean, here's a woman who had been through so much 
who honestly, you know, deserved to live a well and a comfortable life with money. And, and she chose to continue helping people till the end of her life. Well, and, and this is what I like about our, our Tuttle Twins Guide to Courageous Heroes, because with each of these stories, like Harriet's, you you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes or try as best as you can and ponder whether you would have the strength and the, the courage to do the same thing if you were in her shoes. If you were in those circumstances, how would you have acted? And, and if the answer is, I don't know, or if the answer is, I wouldn't have done that, Right. These stories then serve as an inspiration for us to figure out how we can change ourselves so that we can be more courageous, so that we can be more heroic. And, you know, we're not going to be in the same situation as Harriet was. She was a product of her time and her circumstances and the unfortunate uh, environment that she grew up in. But I think the point is that we're all going to be placed in situations where we have to make a choice whether to stand up for what is right or, you know, to be scared. Uh, to put our heads down, go along with the flow, uh, even when bad things are happening to to us and to those we care about. Um, you know, the choosing the right is not necessarily the easiest path. Uh, but you know, there's there's different evils in our own day, and there will be in the future, uh, like slavery. Right? How we respond, how we stand up to these uh, to these wrongs, uh, to this wrongdoing. That's what makes someone a hero. And so. Uh, obviously on this episode, we can't get into the full rich story. You're going to want to get that guidebook, head to tuttletwins.com slash products, scroll down and you'll see this and the other guidebooks that we just, uh, put out not too long ago. Uh, these, these, these chapters, these stories are inspirational and, and they're great for family discussion to try and think through, you know, what's happening in our day. What, what circumstances are happening today? Uh, that that we should stand up against? What might be happening in the future that I as a parent maybe need to be preparing my children for and and instilling in them the character traits so that when they face, you know, challenges and evils in their own day that they will be able to stand up. So that that's why working on this book was so exciting. Uh, Harriet's story, like all the other stories, are so inspirational and uh, I think great for a family discussion so that we can figure out how how we might have acted and how we should act in the future. So great topic, Brittany. Good conversation. Guys, head to tuttletwins.com slash guide. Uh, you can check out those guidebooks. Uh, make sure you grab them for your family. And until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content.